0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of the LOC podcast. I am Clint Colberson, and today I am joined by the First Lady of Lords, Miss Kat Kelly. How are you tonight?
1: I am doing spectacular, Clint. <laughs> How about you? I'm doing
0: excellent. I'm doing excellent. It's a beautiful night. I'm sitting on the back porch. I got the volcano rolling. I got the I got some burning some sage, drinking some nice water. It's awesome, and Arizona is and it's a nice time. It's a nice place to be in this time of year. It's been beautiful this week. Oh minute. yes,
1: it is. <laughs> I have some candles out, and I'm sitting on my back porch too.
0: It's beautiful outside. Beautiful. So, mm-hmm. Kat, you are new to Arizona. What, what? What do you think so far? Like, what's um, it like I being? Think... You're from originally from upstate New York or midstate New York or whatever. Yep. <laughs> And then you've been um, out here, so it's a quite contrasting climates.
1: I am, uh, I just turned 30 uh, on April 23rd, and this is the first time in my life I've lived anywhere other than New York. Um, Crazy. Happy birthday. Thanks. I was, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I was uh, definitely born and raised there. Uh, Binghamton, New York was the birthplace of uh, Rod Serling, who did The Twilight Zone. And if anybody's ever seen the show, like it's totally dark and depressing. Like, like the way, you know, you've gotten into the area, which is in Broome County, which we call gloom County is kind of (laughs) like, as if the the soundtrack for Requiem for a dream music is playing in the background and it's just like impending doom and depression everywhere. So, and it's, yeah. And it's very much like the weather is actually the exact opposite of Arizona. And that's been something that for me has been huge. Like being in the sun all the time is, definitely vastly life-altering
0: that's fascinating yeah that's amazing it's really is amazing the power of the sun just the power Mm -hmm. of sunshine
1: oh yeah and definitely just the energy everything i think there's something to be said for you know that topic of the vibrational nature of everything being somewhere where it is like a high vibration in every way shape and form is definitely huge i've noticed the last time we had a storm recently, I ended up writing something and really had like a, almost a difficult night with it where it was, I used to love thunderstorms and everything. It felt very calming. Um, But recently it really kind of threw me into this, this downward moment that I had trouble dealing with for a minute. And I actually kind of had to sit there and wonder like, is it really the weather? So yeah.
0: Mm, Fascinating. (laughs) That's fascinating.
1: Dude, I know I was just fascinating for me too. Like, and it's nice to, uh, to actually be able to to think about these things in a way with a sense of validity because I used to be very much into the mental health system and, and what is wrong with me, but I'm starting to wonder, like a lot of us are, I think, if it's a sense of, of empathy and actually kind of being in tune with almost like an inner sense of weather letter patterns instead of a instead of just having everything outer. Yeah,
0: yeah that's fascinating. I think I, I noticed that within myself that, I have I have weather patterns, you know, within mm-hmm. my moods, within my, the way my body feels, the way. I mean, really, if it, it's it probably is no different than the way the Earth is. Like you know, when you see like those, one of those um, kind of those uh, graphics where it's like you can see the whole Earth and you see all the clouds going around it, and it's almost like the yep. Earth is breathing. And um, and it's, in many ways, it's like we're like that, you know. Sometimes it's sunny mm-hmm. days, sometimes it's cloudy, don't even know why. And uh, it's pretty fascinating.
1: I think that's something that uh, I actually recently talked with um, on a post with Richie Jones and Stephen Scott about it briefly. Um, that there were a lot of cultures that had that sense of, of seeing those internal weather patterns as a collective phenomena um, as being just as valid as external. That was something I really got from, like, Mayan culture. And I know Richie knows a lot more about the Egyptian side of it. But, um, but I always liked that sense of, of, like, the Mayan calendar would give you a sense of energies in general, not just what's going on outside. But, you know, what kind of day is it for you? Is it a good day to, you know, what, what are the energies you're working with for the day? Instead of it being something that, that I think we all feel so didna- disconnected by in having everything be external. And not having that sense of, you know, of what's actually going on in a collective consciousness idea.
0: So, yeah. Don't you feel like when you, like, with going on with what you're just saying right there, don't you just feel like, man, the Western culture just was totally blind to all this stuff? Like, we weren't yeah. taught about any of this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, when you mm-hmm. really look at the way you were, we were raised in American culture, Um. Man, your Christian culture, we just were totally we were totally I don't know. We missed the boat on it. And we were never yep. shown it. It's like it's crazy that this is this is so new to so many Westerners. It's yep. really strange. It's um uh, it's a strange feeling to awaken up to something that was who you were originally. I mean it's not mm-hmm. like this existed all along. It's not like it's some new feature oh, we just downloaded this new feature into humans. No, it's been there the whole time. <laughs> yep. It's bizarre. Well
1: said. Yeah. It is very bizarre, and I think that's that's a big problem with, um, actually at one point when I was in high school, I was studying to be a, a teacher and was into education and human development.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And uh, that was one thing that actually got me out of that was that sense of the educational system being so standardized and being almost like a just a structure that had nothing to do with, you know, kind of developing you as an individual. And, and certainly that's the one thing missing from the educational system is, is you and me and all of us. We There's no sense of developing you as you are and, and who you are as a being. Um, I don't know. It's just very, there's no, you know, communications, no healthy relationships, nothing like that. And I think it's it's very difficult to have it be a sense of, you know everything is very mental instead of any type of other development and it's very one sided it can be very painful i think
0: yeah and it's crazy how much of it is just to it's like an education that's that's directed to keeping you in the system it's yeah. kind of weird i mean i'm not saying all of it i don't want to i don't want to get so conspiracy theory about it <laughs> cuz you know hell algebra does i mean even in the world i want to live in algebra really is useful yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there are works of literature that are useful and there are, you know what I mean, there's there's a lot of great stuff too. I mean, there's a certain percentage of 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 the modern school system that is good. It's not let's not throw the baby out the bathwater, right? But right. man, there is there is this one certain percentage of it. I'm not sure what, but that is directed into keeping us in the system, keeping us, you know, almost like Working as slaves to, to to keep the machine running, it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy.
1: It's very true, but and it doesn't make for a very good foundation to build life on. Where you're you're almost developing primarily in in one manner as far as you know the the system itself or education, and it's all very well and good. It's certainly like I agree with you that definitely don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's so much good in education as well, but when it's not a balanced sense of, you know, of who you are as an individual and, and all of these other aspects of life that are arguably just as important, if not more, well, no, you end up, you know, you can't build a house, like, just by building one side of it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's all going to crumble. So I think that it's, it, it ends up being unfortunate, and I think I've seen in myself and a lot of the people that I've met, you know, on my journey as of late, including, you know, a lot of the lords and, and people in daily life, that, you know, when you end up you end up having that kind of that structure fall down at some point, and you realize that the foundation itself wasn't even that strong. So a lot of people, I think, hit almost a sense of, of rock bottom in a way that isn't necessarily self chosen. I think would be the right way to say it. Uh-huh. Um, when you know, when you don't know any better, it's kind of there's that Maya Angelou quote of when you know better, you do better. But up until then, everybody's just kind of doing their best from their level of consciousness, and that's something that's not fostered in our
0: society no it's not it's not it's one of those things it's like we're at the time period that we're at you know mm-hmm. it's it's it, we are all we are all a product of in a way of our ancestors you know we hold their energy within us and um you know the good the bad and the ugly right and unfortunately yeah. there's been a lot of ugly over the last couple hundred years and thousands of years and it's uh you know, we're we're still in that healing process, but it's kind of it really is fun to watch this transformation happen with within you know the collective. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. I was thinking when you were talking about education. It's I think if if I could create a a class for high school students, it would be kind of like the power of self and the power of even the collective. Because I don't, I don't know what. Right. I mean, what what religion doesn't believe that in a way that we are all one? There's some element of we're children of God, all of us, and maybe they're, you know, that maybe within each of those, it's, you know, of course they differentiate and try to, to to say they're better or whatever. But in some way, the idea that we're all one is like a provable fact, you know. So why aren't we teaching mm-hmm. that? Why aren't we teaching that? That should be in school. How about the power of self? I don't think it's some some dogma, some, you know, religious thing, the idea of the power of self. Why aren't we teaching that? Like, hey, everyone, right. this is what it is to be a human. This is what we're capable of. It's just facts, yeah. man. It's 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 <laughs> psychology in a sense, you know? But we're not teaching that shit. It's crazy we're not. We should be. Uh, I, w- yeah. I, w- I would love to see I something like that. I completely
1: agree with you, and I think that's a, a great idea for some kind of class. And I think when you said something about uh, the idea of, of historically that we're kind of, you know, we're dealing with, with the way things have been set up and, and this is where we are at this point in time, I think that's why it's so important to to have these kind of conversations and so life-altering to find a group where where there's a sense of, of awareness and, and consciousness about all of this. Um, because I think one thing that, that has made arguably the biggest difference for me in the course of my own existence has been that idea of kind of switching from, from that view of, okay, well I'm where I'm at because of, of all of these past events and also being able to look at it from like the Native American idea that instead of inheriting the earth from our ancestors, we borrow it from our children. Yeah. And I think that's something that for me is like, okay, well we're at where we're at, but do we want to leave it like this? Like, how do you come up with those ideas of, yes, can we we have an open dialogue in schools like this or even just in society in general? So I completely agree with you.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> sometimes when I like when I just watch the history of humankind flash before my eyes, and it, it is it's fascinating to see how it's got to this point. but like you said, It's, it is about our future generation more than anything. It is about, it's about the children. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. I've been really, I've really been thinking about that idea that so often the power, the power structure is always with the adult, you know, the older generation is the one that knows best. And, Mm -hmm. and yet the irony is, it is the children that know best. It really is. And, and and I've, I've talked a lot about this before, but it's so fascinating that, that, I think a culture that would be directed the other way, where our energy shifts, and it's already doing it, I think, um, oh, yeah. where we shift towards looking towards these bright lights that come from somewhere, right? They come from the divine, if you ask me, and we should look to them for the for the light. Not necessarily the wisdom or some wisdom of, of the physical world, right? That's why they're here. They're here to learn the wisdom of the physical world. But they're. But we should look to them for the wisdom of light. Like sometimes when mm-hmm. we get dirtied by this world, and your light gets a little dim, then let's look to the. Let's look to the most pure lights out there, and that's children. And and there's so, they have so many answers. They have so oh, yeah. many answers. The answers really do lie within them, in terms of where our our hearts and our energy should go towards. You know, it's fascinating.
1: Totally agree with you. I think one of one of the first conversations I really started having where uh, kind of all of these topics ended up coming out onto the table um, was with an, an old best friend of mine, and we were sitting there one night, and it was about the same time I started reading um, the Journal of Consciousness, Exploration, and Research uh, and started looking for more answers, um, or at least asking different questions, I guess. But I remember saying to my friend at the time that I always felt like there was going to be this sense of, you know, when you turn an adult, like there's going to be some milestone and somehow you're going to know how to do all of these things and there's going to be, you know, a change of, okay, now I'm an adult. And I think that's where I started really questioning even time structures and stuff as as just the societal creation because I ended up saying to my one friend at the time that I was like, you know, I had this sense of myself, this sense of consciousness as a child where I would hear the adults talking or... I remember just this sense of almost the seat of the soul or or seat of consciousness that hasn't been altered for me, that I still, in essence, am kind of at that same place of of understanding and that same, I don't know if it's like broadcast, vibrational nature or whatever it would be, um, but that sense of purity and that sense of understanding as a child has never really changed for me. Hmm. I don't know if that that makes sense to you, but like I just remember as a kid, almost just having that sense of of this space of understanding and wondering why the adults weren't involving us in conversations too, or you know, saying things that it was like, okay, well, I'm being easily dismissed. I don't know. I mean, certainly it could have been just my family and stuff too, but I think it was something that was very, I felt very aware at a young age. And I think that was very painful for me. Cause when you do have that sense of awareness as a child and you're around people that don't, it's just very, it's very difficult to deal with. So.
0: Yeah. I think many of us got stifled at a very young age, yeah. you know, it's like the children are, are meant to be seen, not heard kind of thing. And that's, yeah. that's kind of always been the old, the old guards type of, you know, parenting really. And it's, obviously, it's changing gradually because I think we na- we now see, um, we now see so many of these children who are being able to be have a voice, and they say mm-hmm. the most amazing things. You know, it's like that Bill Cosby thing. You know, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, with my Jello pudding pop, and uh... <laughs> a little Bill Cosby for you. Yeah. Uh, picture page. Remember that?
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nice reference. Right. Reference.
0: Oh shoot. Um. Oh shit! no I lost my train of thought. Um, we were talking about the. Uh, help me out, cat.
1: <laughs> I, I guess that sense of consciousness that you have.
0: Right, 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 right. As a child, or, right. or
1: throughout your life, that never seems to really change. And then when people tell you, oh, like oh, you're a certain age now. Well, this is different, or you have to act differently, or be differently. Like I definitely feel like in in almost trying to to derobe myself of, of these structures of the societal stuff that it's I'm almost returning to something that I feel like is always in me.
2: Oh yeah. And that's
1: actually, on a side note, that was one of my my own first kind of favorite notions was. Like I have an issue with with the daytime, and sometimes I would, you know, get on the bus or be around too many people, and it would feel so stifling. But then at night, end up, you know, you know, you sit around a bonfire or whatever, you have these great conversations that end up you feel like there's this sense of expansive um, openness, I guess. Uh, and I think that was something for me that I, I started to question if in a metaphysical sense, if these structures that, that we have, you know, societally, that we, we teach each other and, and we pin down to our children, these structures of religion and, and power and, you know, titles and all these symbols, whatever it is, that almost when you wake up in the morning, there's this sense of, of almost putting them all on like clothing. And I think that to me it was kind of interesting to look at it from that side of things and see, you know, okay, when I'm going out into the real world in the in daytime, is this something that might take up a sense of space? Is this something that's putting distance between each of us or no. And it was very interesting. to mm-hmm. Then wonder if, you know, at night when everybody kind of takes their, their ego off or, or puts their guard down, <laughs> and then you end up actually being able to have conversation in yeah. a way of, you know, that's reality to me where unfortunately I think in daytime, it's kind of interesting to have that idea of, you know, are we kind of putting these, these structures that are our limiting reality or limiting growth?
0: I think that's why I've always been a night owl is because yeah. <laughs> at, like right now we're on the back, I'm on the back porch, you're on your back porch. Uh, what the hell time is it? It's uh, it's 1115 or whatever, but you can kind of feel the energy that like the er, the world is calming down, right? A lot of people are yep. already in bed um, and you can, you, like you said, you can actually be you. But when I get yeah. out, when I roll out of bed tomorrow and get my daughter to school and then I have to go to work and, you know kind of put on a fake face sometimes and and have to have relationships you know that you wouldn't choose normally but you have to have them because mm-hmm. you got to make money right <laughs> <laughs> yep. and and yeah it is a big fakery so so often it's and that's why so that's why i think so many people out there working a nine to five are struggling big time you know they, they, yeah. there's a I think about it all the time. It's like everyone's doing these, these so often uh, many of us are doing tasks we don't really want to do. And... I think
1: that's, it's almost like the, the human doing versus human being has been one of my yeah. favorite concepts lately of like, you're, you know, I completely agree with you there, where, yeah, how do you, how do you get it to where daytime, where when we're actually living can be just like it is at, at nighttime where there's that sense of freedom and, and that sense of just,
0: yeah, well, Sarah, sure let's bring the day into the night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I envision that. I mean, I truly envision that. I mean, I've set that intention for myself. I mean, that's my goal. That is my mm-hmm. goal. My goal in life is to 24 hours a day be within my full, you know, full self expression. And, oh, yeah. I mean, and over the years, I've actually increased that, you know, it's like I've gained hours of my life per day because I can be myself in certain situations. And I am being more and more like that, even with my job that I have, but I would, um, you know, there's certain, there's still certain situations where you have to like put on the other face, you know, and everyone, oh, yeah. everyone has to sometimes. And, you yeah. know, it'd be nice to be in a community of some sort where you're where you're able to do that all the time, you know, even even during your labor hours where you're, where you're working and, and mm-hmm. providing. Because, hell, even if you lived on a farm, you'd still have to work. You know, work is a part of this. It is a part of the human experience. And actually, when you put in a good day's work, isn't it crazy how good you feel? I mean, you feel oh, yeah. really good. Work is very rewarding believe it or not, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you're doing the work that you really enjoy and love and are passionate about. Mm-hmm. But I
1: think I just had to write down that, that phrase of I really appreciate the way you just put that. I've gained hours in my day, like little by little. Yeah, um, right.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of psychedelic think, too.
1: <laughs> and that's one thing where, where Lords has meant so much to me in that way of kind of having that sense of like, you know, whether I'm at work or whatever I'm doing, I think we all kind of find that sense of it's that sanctuary where, you know, whether or not it's conversations on the side, like I've been, you know, talking to Eddie a lot, or, you know, initially when we first had that first boards of consciousness kind of side group of, of discussion where it was something we're working that into daily life, it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm off doing my thing or, or I'm doing work or whatever it is. And then you can almost have that sense of, oh, no, but there's this constant contact it with a space that's that's held for everybody to be able to be themselves and really kind of open up and i don't know it's almost to me it's actually ironically kind of subversive but
0: <laughs> absolutely it's
1: definitely a good thing like where, where yeah if you can work that into into daily life it almost i think i find that i i get more out of life having that type of option and that sense of now it's easier with this technology to be able to bridge those two almost prior mutually exclusive worlds.
0: Oh, yeah. But you know what? I was just going to say for there's some listeners that, of, to the podcast that aren't even members of Lords of Consciousness. So, Lords of Consciousness is a private Facebook group <laughs> with a bunch of badass people in it and we discuss everything anything and everything and really it's a it's been a great experiment of of people really just truly living within their full expression you know for the first times in their lives sometimes yeah and um it's crazy how even at even on a on a electronic level how that transfers into your physical world you know even when you got to go put the mask on in the physical world sometimes I think when you have groups like Lords of Consciousness or whatever group you're in or whatever, whatever means you have or even some small group you have in the physical, when you have to go out into the other world, it makes it easier. You know, you do have a little happier. You know, you have a little pep in your step. You know, and you start. You start like we were saying before. You know, you do start gaining more of you your your time back. Because you you show a little more of yourself even around people you don't normally do you get a little more confidence to say you know what I'm not going to do this anymore I'm going to be me here okay you know even <laughs> around our family get brave man tell your family what's up tell them who you really are and if they don't accept That's- it then they don't it, it, they don't accept it but you don't need you don't need their acceptance to to feel good anymore you know the only one you need is yourself and you can you can feel that when you have have a group of people in your life where you can really, you know, share that with. It's mm-hmm. important. It's so, so damn important. It's so important to have a tribe. I'm really convinced of that. You oh know? yeah.
1: I certainly am as well. Um, you're definitely right on that one. I, instead of speaking just in, in group format, I think that throughout my life I, I can certainly, you know, break down names and, and places and people that I found that in almost a sense of, of finding home in other human beings. Where once you have that aspect in your life, whether it's with a group or, you know, a coworker or a friend or, or whoever it is um, that, yeah, when you, when you find that, I think that's why it's so important to people and, and where we end up. I think unfortunately we end up kind of projecting that onto, onto another, either another person or, we're thinking that it's it's something that is on such a smaller scale. Maybe it's something that's seen as very individual. But then again, with more of like a, a larger experiment like this, um, it's more of a sense of, of finding that that's possible in every way, shape, and form, that it doesn't necessarily take, you know, another person. Instead of, you know, I used to think, like, say, if, you know, if you have a best friend and somebody that seems to understand you, and then maybe you go through a period of time where you, you don't have people like that around um i think it's something that that we may be able to to foster more in a a global sense um i think that's something that certainly we're all in the process of doing
0: oh yeah oh yeah i said that i made a video for lords uh this weekend and it was kind of that in a sense I i feel like this is a model you can roll out on a much bigger scale I, oh, think, yeah. and I think a- this is a, it's just a, it's a microcosm of what is possible now, you know, mm-hmm. and man, how do we, how do we, roll th- how do we roll this out to like a much bigger group? You know what I mean? I mean, that's really important. I mean, people need to know that, hey, this is possible. It's actually possible to have friends that don't fucking let you down, you know, that don't yeah. crash and burn all the time and take it out on you and or try to like you know get competitive with you, and you know try to keep you down. They, they they're not happy for your successes. They feel like it. they're that success is some sort of finite, uh, finite thing that there's only a certain amount of it, and there's not enough for you, everyone. You know it, that's that's baloney. That's not what there really is out there. You can actually have something where. You can fully be yourself, and you can fully appreciate others, and they fully appreciate you, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think that the fact that that exists is crazy to some people, you know? I think people that come on Lord sometimes are like, wow, what the hell is this?
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird for
0: them. And well, it
1: was, and it certainly it was weird for me at first, too, especially come up, coming from a situation where, you know, a lot of my family and, and friends and stuff I didn't feel like. Fully understood me that well, um, especially family. And your dad actually was was one of the first people to, to fully call me out on that in my life. We're <laughs> thank you, William, for this one. Um, one day when we were sitting down chatting, he see. said something to me about yeah <laughs> said something to me about hiding my own mind that I've I've kind of done that historically, and it's true because I, I think a lot of times when you know when I would start a conversation that was something that was important to me if if somebody else didn't didn't appreciate that it was something that I then kind of took personally and then would start hiding things but um, but I definitely think that there's a sense now of like one of my favorite quotes is that, that rebellion is it's not what we think it is it's more of um, you know you know what society is, is telling you what they want from you but you're gonna turn around and say no society this is who I am um, I think when we can kind of figure out that sense of, of being able just to ourselves and have that be accepted without throwing stigma, throwing misunderstandings and everybody taking it so personally and everything like we can actually get to a sense of, of having that constant inner world peace of, of knowing that I can be grateful just to be alive and anything that's part and parcel of the opportunity to be here or to, to speak or do and be anything like, I don't know, it's that sense of, you know, Of being in love of being happy is it it doesn't take another person to do that Mm. and i think that's something that i was very um misguided on throughout my life and that's been a huge huge part of things for me recently and certainly i mean i I also fuck it up and forget about shit but like but then again it it always comes back down to like underneath it all instead of instead of taking things personally or identifying with my thoughts or emotions and Kind of seeing that stuff like clouds in the sky, and being able to say that no, underneath it all, there is there is that freedom, and I that's something that we don't we're we're indoctrinated to not have freedom. We're indoctrinated to fit any system. That goes right back to to the education and religion but, and everything that we grow mm-hmm. up with. So, yeah,
0: yeah, and you know what though, part of that part of that freedom, other than you know societal pressures that have been put on us, the part of that like slavery that we're in is is self-imposed you know i don't want to blame it all on society or the president or you know you know the wars of the past and that is a part of it but it's there's also a part of it that's self-imposed by so many of us we do have the choice we do we do so often choose to imprison ourselves you know when the same yeah. when the same patterns that come up on our lives the symptoms of our unhealthiness they keep popping up, and we continue to blame others for them, and mm-hmm. and then we and we just choose not to to look at ourselves in the mirror and be really, really, really self honest to, to ourselves, and and really enjoy this life at its fullest because we just choose to listen to that one part of us that keep continues to enslave us, and we don't want to do the hard thing to and go in and and actually. Defeat it so that you, on the, because on the other side of it is is freedom, like you're saying. That's mm-hmm. you know, you want to really be yourself. You know, is 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 to go in there and then on the other side of it is you, and and it's hard. It's really hard to do. It's real. I mean, to me, this is the true. This is like a true the true test of a warrior. You know, there's a warrior in the physical world, and there's so many of them. And history has shown so many of them. And then there's been warriors even of courage, great physical courage, but then there's there's a new type of warrior nowadays, and that's kind of like the warrior of the inner world, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Jeff Brown, definitely, <laughs> on that one.
0: Yeah, Jeff Brown, exactly, exactly. And, and thank
1: you for, for saying all that, because you, you are certainly completely 100, 110% correct on that one where I think it is it is very much a personal thing as well. And I think that's where empowerment is such a big part of things individually for myself and just in general, I think for all of us to be able to say that, you know, it's okay to kind of take your power back because I think that's one part of it is we, you're right. Like we do kind of give our own power away and we see all these things outside of us. And, you know, it's very, very easy to give power to everything else instead of being able to say, no, I have control of, you know, even, even seeing time and energy as, as currency, that kind of stuff, where it's, no, I have control over, over my decisions in that way.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: it's it's nice to have that sense of, of, again, you know, either in group setting or, or finding those people in life that are able to say, oh, so it's, it's okay for you to take your power back.
0: Oh, yeah. It's okay to. I know. And it's hard. It is scary, you know, and it's recognize. It's okay. It's, a re- it's okay to recognize how difficult this is. It is fucking the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's worth doing. And, you know, once you, and to me, once you know that you're, there is a future you that is, you know, living so expressed and so free in a sense, like when you Mm -hmm. can conceptualize that, when you've been given that gift from the universe, like here you are, I'll I'll show you who you, what you, what you really look like. You know, and then you return back to real life where you're, where you're currently at. But to me, once you once you get that vision, there's no going back. You've reached the point of no return. You might as well just get oh, yeah. at it. You might as well just fucking go in there and do the hard things. i I'm, I'm,
1: love to... Go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say I love Hunter S. Thompson's take on that one of the edge where the only people who really know where the edges are the ones who've gone over. So there's not really any way to describe the edge. Like, <laughs> when, you know, when you do get that point of, like, it's, it is it's very much like an awakening where you can't, even if you try to go back to, sleep. like, I love Eckhart Tolle's way of saying that, that you have these people that we're all rushing around and we got to get to the next moment and it's never okay to be in this moment. Blah, blah blah But then as soon as you find that peace, that just beingness, like you can't go back to the madness for very long it ends Mm. up getting very painful. And I think yeah, that's where a lot of us have ended up, you know, kind of isolating ourselves. And, you know, there's that sense of not understanding. I think that's where a lot of people end up reaching out. Even thank God for the expanded consciousness page with the friend bombs. Like a lot of us, really a lot of us met initially in that way. And it kind of started things, but there's, You know, vast amounts of people out there that, yeah, when you kind of make that one decision of, no, i really, underneath it all, I know I need a change. I know I need to find something else. So let's open up to a new idea. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. It's it's incredible. Thank you, Expanded Consciousness. (laughs) Yes,
1: thank you, Expanded Consciousness, for real. Bringing Um, us
0: together, bringing the network alive.
1: I know. Sometimes it doesn't...
0: Don't you sometimes, when you think of how we're connecting um, over the internet, when you look at it's it that way? It's fucking
1: mind-blowing. Like, even just the little moments of what would have been if, if, you know, even for myself, if I hadn't taken that decision one Friday night, be like, oh, hey, this dude Richie Jones looks kind of cool. Or, he was <laughs> right, like, right. hey, oh, he's friends with this dude named Clint. Or, uh, even just those little moments of, of what if... You know, just those little things. It's crazy. If I hadn't found, you know, the first book I read was Adventures in Consciousness by, by Jane Roberts and Channeling Seth. And I was in Salvation Army one day and looked at this whole rack of books. And there was just this one book with no no cover on it or anything. All it said on the bridge was Adventures in Consciousness. <laughs> no it like, cover had, on like, it? 50 cents. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> that's all it said on the edge. I was like, yep. This is like a perfect <laughs> like, scene of a
0: movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's crazy. hilarious.
1: Yeah, and that's how I mean. As far as for myself, and you think back to all of those little things. Like I love. There's a meme out there of, of what we think of time as, and it's very linear. Of you know, okay, cause and then effect, and cause and then effect. But there's that other version of of seeing everything as almost just a whole bunch of circles together. Like, you know, one one thing you did years ago might be affecting you tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> Where it's not just that kind of linear thing, like just every little decision. And I think that's where it almost illuminates that, yes, our power is that important to take back or or these choices are something to really bring a sense of awareness to. Yeah, You,
0: You know what I've been feeling in my life lately? I've had a couple moments, big ones, where like all the events of my life like f- like play before my eyes and it's almost like every one of those moments was leading up to this moment you get one of those oh, yeah. moments where where it's like oh my gosh that's why that happened and that happened and that happened and that happened you finally get it like because mm-hmm. you connect all the pieces you can you know you you can do that you're like okay well I'm here right now in this place so how did I get here and you start thinking of the events that happened in your life that led you to this moment and it's crazy how they're all so interconnected and they all have – like there's so much sense to them now. Oh, yeah. Even, even in the moment, so often in the present moment, we're like – we're very com- very confused. What's going on? I mean – and it's painful and we're scared and we're fearful and it's – and it's and, and yet, you know, in the future, you look back at that event and you get it. It made so much sense now. Oh, well, I had to do this because I had to get here. Even heartbreak, mm-hmm. even heartbreak and, and, and real painful experiences, they all it start making when sense. when you kind of come to
1: the point where you're like, oh, I have to be grateful for that one. Like, shit, like like, that sucks. Why, why the fuck do I got to be grateful? Uh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> be here now. You know, I like, know, I know. Yeah,
0: It is crazy. It does make you grateful for your trials. It's it's really strange. But it's, mm-hmm. if you do, you start looking back and you go, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, kicking my ass that one time. Thanks for breaking my heart there, girl or, you know, guy. <laughs> it's like, in a way, thank you. They, they, mm-hmm. they're, so many of these these experiences, Kat, I, in my opinion, they're just, they're further, they're, to me, they're like jackhammers in order to get through the onion layers to the core. You know what I mean? The only way oh, yeah. to, the only way to peel the layers is to to fucking drop a bomb on you with some pain, and then it cracks you open, and then the the layers underneath can be exposed. It seems that's like it that's kind of how it works.
1: Oh yeah, wasn't it? It was either Alan Watts or McKenna that had said something about how you have to kind of blow your own mind at least once a day. And that's another thing too that for me it was a lot of media. It was reading. It was it was books. It was movies. It was *Requiem for a Dream* and *Fight Club* and. And anything that, you know, that one moment of hearing, like, I don't want to die without any scars. Like, that was, to me, that was such, oh, like, just breaks your mind wide open. And it, it just, <laughs> I don't those things of, like, just even those little lines. And, of course, you know, I'm a word nerd anyway, so all that stuff just sticks with me. But but it's true whether it's, you know, actual life experience or, or whether it's, you know, a phrase that really makes you consider things differently and kind of opens your mind up to a different way of looking things. It's just it's phenomenal. And yeah, it is kind of like a jackhammer where you, you know, you have this sense of like, Oh, I, I know what I'm talking about, or I know what I'm doing. And two days later, you're like, Fuck. like <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait, I just heard this other <laughs> thing
1: that like, no, let me, let me take that one back. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't you think it starts intellectually though? Like it's, I think it's, it does. Yeah, it starts on some intellectual level where it's kind of, you know, just pointing, just just finding the truths of the intellectual world. I mean, if you think about it, why has this awakening happened? Well, we started educating ourselves. I mean, even poor people now can get educations. So, oh yeah, and that's why you are seeing such a such a mass change in the world, and that's why you are seeing, you know, equal rights have come about because of it. Um, and and technology too, but you know, education has really been the thing that's liberated us, even even in the bullshit system that education is is, is formed in. But you know, the good parts there's of constant
1: the, paradox for sure. Like
0: I know, um, right? You can find fault in everything, right?
1: <laughs> but I'm. Yeah, but there's also beauty in everything too, like. And that's where even, yeah, even in these systems and stuff, it's, you know, as much as we may want to address issues or anything, like, I mean, the moment you go out there, like, it's easy to say, okay, well, I, I have a problem with the government or I have a problem with this and that, but I, there has been no experience that has, that has really let me believe that, that any one thing is, you know, can be generalized like that. Like, I've found... Even in the, the domestic violence spectrum, it was mind-opening to me one day where I had this conversation with, with a woman who was in my life for something completely other than, than domestic violence. And she said something to me about how, you know, did you ever feel like you completely lost your identity? And I ended up saying back to her, like, dude, I totally started reading up on the the Buddhist death before death and, and the, you know, ego death and cruelly awakenings and... And we ended up at the end of this conversation. I mean, it was supposedly a, a professional experience, and you know, but the two of us just took all of our armor off. And by the end of it, we're joking about how, you know, maybe if you go through abuse or certain types of relationships, you actually have found a shortcut to enlightenment because you don't have a, a very overly structured identity that you're too uh, attached to. Yeah. Like, but it's, and even just in the same way, and in any spectrum and in any area, like you can. You you can say all the bad things you want about about selfies and stuff, but say for somebody like me who always had a bad self-esteem, it's it's very liberating for me to every once in a while be like, dude, that's an awesome picture of me. Like, yeah, like okay. Yeah. So it's you can never fully generalize all that. Like, yes, there may be a 99%, but even you know, as much as I may not agree with structured religion, I've also had incredible experiences with um, my old uh, pastor Pittman, who now has City Changers Church in my hometown just incredible stuff that yeah you can never rule out that kind of i don't know what the right word would be that exception to the rule i guess and i think that's where like when we can start to find those little loopholes and, and start embracing that and looking for those things instead of just kind of that resignation to this is how it is like you can't just put your energy into how things already are like it, there's that sense of do you want to do you want to walk past a homeless person and be one of just thousands and thousands of people that just validate that life experience for that person by walking past them. Or would you care to be one of those people that would say, Hey, how are you doing? And totally makes such a vast difference. Like there is a choice in, in turning away or in just validating current reality. And I think that's something that we're all kind of coming to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is. It's weird when you think, you know to use that example of the homeless man. It's crazy to think that, with the amount of money and resources we have on this planet, right? If you mm-hmm. really, if you really look at it, like nobody should be starving ever. You know what I mean? There is so much food on this planet; we throw away most of it. There is oh, yeah. so many resources; everyone could have a, have a have a have a roof over their head, and yet it's when you really look at it, it's when you see how we treat the least among us. It's it's like, oh wow, man. Yeah. Wow, it's quite a barometer of of where we're at and within ourselves, right? So if everything on the on the exterior is really a reflection of what's on the interior, right? So when mm-hmm. you see sickness and just you know uh, um, sadness and anger and hate on the outside, it's just a it's just a a reflection of really what's going on on the inside. You know- you know take the rich guy who uh who steps right over the the homeless man i mean it's that's that's a perfect example you know and and to be honest mm-hmm. with you it's 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 necessary to have compassion for that for him too you know what I mean we can't just oh, yeah. hate on that person like "Oh, what an asshole but in reality that that even that rich guy um he has a sadness to him too. So what if his physical world is, is a, is of much easier, there's a lot more ease going on, but I mean, well, and, and there's
1: not like, I totally agree with you there. Cause I don't think there is that much of an ease for that person, because if there was an ease for the, for the rich man walking past the homeless man, there, there wouldn't be that kind of sense of, of separation. And I think that, that kind of greed of, I need to, to keep all of these resources for myself or, there isn't enough out there. There's almost like you're totally right on there where you have to have compassion for the other person too, because what is, what can you see from that person saying, I need to keep all of this.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Like there's, there's, there's a sense of disconnection of, of almost a very painful egocentric life instead of it kind of opening up to, to allow other people.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I think this is why education is so important because it's re it's really important to understand history and understand mm-hmm. where we come from and where what's happened. And then just it ta- when you, I think when you understand history and when you get educated, it takes the personalness of, uh, of the pain that you've experienced in your own life away, you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, you know my mom was really mean to me, and then all of a sudden you and you developed so many like issues because of the way your mom raised you, right? The conditional yeah. love that she gave you or the the you know, maybe the anger she spewed out on you, whatever it be. But then when you really when you when you see their life, when you see your mom's life, and then you go back to through the ancestors and you, and you see it all taking place and you go, oh shit. <laughs> oh <laughs> <You> yeah. <laughs> know, we well, we, didn't, I, we didn't ha- I didn't have a chance. Basically, this was mm-hmm. this was going to happen no matter what. I mean, you know what I mean. And the, education really starts opening your mind to really what's going on and gives you a bigger picture and a bigger picture and a bigger picture and in on a, even a smaller picture. You can go in. You can zoom in and zoom out when you get, when you're educated. And oh, yeah. and then you start taking that personalness out of it. Then your pain doesn't feel so like you know, woe is me. I'm the only guy on the earth that's feeling such trauma and torment. And you're like, no, you're not. It's it's like the opposite of vanity.
1: Like, yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm special in my suffering. Like, my suffering is way worse (laughs) than everybody else's.
0: Yeah, there's like the weird reverse ego.
1: And and please call me out on that one when I do (laughs) shit. I know I do it all the time. Um, But but no, and you're right. Like, that's something that actually the way that, that you just put all of that as far as being able to see back in a, a familial timeline. Um, that's something that for sure, as much as my mom and I don't necessarily have the open kind of discussions that I, I would like to have or, you know, no matter what has happened in the past, I can tell you that after I was able to get over that personal sense and start my own healing journey, that now when I look back, like, the moments where where there was that sense of we're both letting our guard down and we're both opening up or where she would say something to me like, you know, you actually are, are really intelligent. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in what you're saying. Or just those, you end up finding those little moments and saying that, mm-hmm. no, that was that one crack where, where the light shone through. And that it isn't, even even history itself doesn't have to just be that way. And I think there's, that was something I always got from the, the Seth material um, and Jane Roberts stuff was now quantum physics is saying that the idea of, of kind of that, that superposition state that once you have that conscious observation, it then creates reality and that you can't take cons- conscious observation out of that. Um, in a sense of we even, we even create history in that way in the now moment. If, if say you and I were both to change, like say you and I had a falling out and for whatever reason, I'm, you know, holding some type of anger against you. But yesterday I dropped all of that. And now today we're coming into an experience where I have now, Found a different reality to that in my own conscious observation you're going to feel that when you talk
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know what i mean like there's a sense of even being able to, to kind of change history and, and not have that again that resignation towards yes like we want to understand it first but to almost be able to say okay you have to that's half the battle is seeing something for what it is being able to say i see this now i can change it
0: oh yeah oh yeah I've had that experience recently, where it's like you, you're in an argument or something, and then and then you just start seeing it for what it is, you know. Like, listen, I understand mm-hmm. why this is happening. You know, you, you know this. You're you're feeling some pain here, and it's okay. I understand. It's no big deal. It's like total forgiveness. It's just understanding where the pain came up, where the blow up came from, and mm-hmm. you just move on. I mean. I have a couple friends that that it's like we have an emotional maturity that we can get we can get through anything really i mean we have all the tools in the tool bag to get through any misunderstanding any hurt feelings we can get down and really like see where it's where it is where it started um we mm-hmm. both take we can both take accountability for it and it's like everything gets squashed you know everything moves on you understand it and it's 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 beautiful and it's and there's an understanding too that guess what it's going to happen again it will happen again yep. <laughs> of course it will we're humans and we're not perfect and we we all have you know we all have our our faults and we all have our our you know just we we don't all have endless stamina of of where we're in our highest self at all times you know sometimes you just wake up and feel shitty man and you're angry and so, sometimes yep. i laugh at my ro- own road rage you know here I'm the guy talking about love, and let's all come together. And meanwhile, the guy in the left lane's driving 55 miles an hour, and I fucking want to drive him off the side of the road. It's like you have that urge, and it's like, what the fuck's
1: wrong <laughs> with me, man? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm I know. all
0: about world peace, and there's a part of you that wants to just drive that guy into a driven a bridge embankment. And it's like, man, how do I turn into some serial killer all of a sudden? It's we have such we are such weird. We're weird creatures. And this, I think there's something that's cool to appreciate about that. You know, it's like loving, loving yourself and others for all of them, even their bitchy Mm -hmm. parts and their moments of, of frailty, you know, these human bodies, by the way, dictate a lot of how we feel and anyone who has health issues can tell you, it's like, it's hard to be in your highest self when you're, when you, you know, just got out of surgery and your whole mm-hmm. side of your head's throbbing or something. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. And so, you know, that's okay. It's this, that's a part of this journey is this physical body experience, you know? And hopefully, mm-hmm. that's why you want to be in relationships where people understand that and also yep. can love and accept you through those moments, you know? I mean, those are the, those, are, I mean, that's what we want out of a life partner, right? I want you to love me through my, my good times and my bad times, man, because there's going to be some of those too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think even further than that, other than just, you know, I'm like a, a singular person to person. I think that's where that idea of kind of finding a, a soul tribe is there as well, where, you know, without the, the friendships that I've had in my life lately, as far as, you know, everybody that's been, very supportive of me and, and very understanding of you know of that sense of, okay, well, you know, sometimes I'm going through some shit. <laughs> like and it's it's definitely not cool but the people that are, are kind of able to be like, okay, but but we're here. We know better of you and, and yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, it's huge. Where where there's that just that sense of even things that I had never considered before, like like, when somebody lashes out, I actually was talking about this earlier today, um, when somebody might be lashing out and, and we kind of take it personally, like, that person has a large amount of emotion and that passion isn't necessarily a bad thing. And, yeah, being able to, to be like, okay, well, but let's understand it instead of, you know, instead of kind of condemning that and just reacting to it. I think there's that's another right. huge paradigm shift for me was taking action instead of being in a constant reactive mode. That's the most painful thing in the world. It feels like death to just be consistently <laughs> reacting to something or somebody else. Like, for uh, real. Yeah. like I, You've heard my story. You know, I'm sure a lot of times you've probably heard me. I'm like, oh, I'm reacting to this. Like, it's, I'm not even being myself. I'm just reacting to something. Like, you're, no. Oh, it's, yeah, it's geez. Like, being able to actually take action or, or just, you know.
0: I still, have, I, st- so I, like have, I still have those moments a lot. Just kind of like, you just... I don't know, you get in one of those little cycles where it's like you're just you're totally out of out of sorts and you're reacting to everything and you're just wounded by everything, you're offended by everything, you're <laughs> you're just like, ah, even in the moment you're like, you, you, there's a there's one little part of you that's like sees how illogical it is and <laughs> you you just want to stop. You're just like, ah, I don't trust myself in these moments. I just want to <laughs> Go up into the mountains for a couple of days, and so I don't fuck anything up with my friends and family, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. Actually, I think that's uh, I think that's why a really mature person, a, someone who's really self aware, knows when to pull themselves out of situations that yeah. don't oh, serve yeah. them or the people around them. I mean, honestly, it's like, listen, you not. It's not that I don't want to be around you. It's trust me, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saving you on here, big guy, and I I love people like that. I think that's awesome. I think that's, I mean, hell, I I want that out of my my relationship with my wife and and with my best friends and my with whoever my even my my kids and I, I would love to have that where there's just that level of self honesty, like you know. Honestly, I'm just grumpy today, and I don't even know why. And so, just if I say anything bullshitty, I'm sorry, you know. Just Mm -hmm. just take everything I say today with a grain of salt. If someone says that to you, it's like no problem, man. I get that. Those people are way more forgiving, more understanding, and it's um. There's there's a beauty to that self honesty, and things seem to go so smooth when you do it.
1: And that sense of being able to to know yourself well enough to to be alone and i think that was something that you know as a society too we see being alone as a bad thing but it was something i read an article about recently that was really good um it's just a sense of you know you can actually bring more to the table when you're able to care for yourself in a way that says no i need individually i'm feeling something or whatever i have to deal with this this is my emotion this is my story it doesn't have to be your story And then when you can kind of make your own piece in that way or or work through whatever you're working through and then kind of come back to the situation, there's a a sense of strength of being able to offer something back and being able to say, I, as an individual, can be in a partnership or in a group and be as valid individually as possible while also being a functional part and, and having something to offer to a group setting. I think that's, that's something that, that everybody's done really well with as far as in the Lord's group. Right, right.
0: Let me ask you a question. Yes. Yeah. How do you, th- let's say there's like a, there's someone out there listening who's in a, in a, in a relationship, an existing relationship in and in a relationship they've been in for a while where they've gone through a lot of these pain cycles and, and they beat each other up for a long time and. But now they're they're awakening and they've but they've never um maybe someone who's never really gone on an individual journey of their own, you know, maybe they got married young or whatever, or were just mm-hmm. so plugged in that they just never really did that how do you How do you think what's what's the best way to do to go on an individual journey while still in a relationship with someone else? you know what I mean? Some, maybe someone who even reminds you of your old self, you know. I mean, I, I, hopefully that other person is wanting to go on the journey too of their own. But mm-hmm. it's it's it seems like that's like an actual thing that a lot of people face, you
1: know. That's a really really intense and difficult question to even begin to think <laughs> about. It. And, and let me preface that even it, this whole conversation and anything I say after this point, like really, I've one of the biggest things I've found in my own life is that I technically really don't know shit. Like <laughs> right. this one thing is being able to say, like it's a kind of constant <laughs> process of learning. I know that in my individual case, I i mean, just being a tourist and being one stubborn motherfucker, sorry for the swear words. Um,
0: oh, right. Not allowed to swear if on this I, podcast. If I
1: hadn't, huh?
0: I said not allowed to swear on this podcast. No? No, I'm joking. I say the, I say fuck <laughs> every other word, I think.
1: Sweet. Um, but uh, I think that for me, I, I painted, this is another recent favorite phrase, I painted a lot of red flag, green a lot and, and kind of postponed things to a point where life kicked my ass into doing it. And, and I kicked my own ass into doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's that sense of, of even being able to have that, that kind of, you can build that sense of awareness and, and kind of like emotional knowledge of yourself and be able to to start seeing those things and be able to even in small ways start taking those little moments for yourself or you know just anything you do to start fostering that for yourself is going to to benefit the relationship in the long run and i think if if it's something that that kind of has to happen for yourself then there should be a sense of, and I never understood this before in life. I think growing up with a lot of kind of codependency around me and stuff, there should be a sense of, I think, humanity and, and, you know, those of us who kind of have that sense of awareness and caring for one another to be able to say, I respect you enough to be able to, to know that you can handle this if I have to back away for a little while. And I respect you enough to, to, hope that, that you understand in a way that, that you know that this benefits you in the long run as well. Um,
0: well and said. And I think that
1: that's, thanks. It's <laughs> where it kind of comes down to, you know, anything that's good for me is, is good for you. And anything that's good for you is, is good for me. And if for whatever reason, you know, one of your loved ones or whatever has to, has to go off and, and kind of do whatever they have to do, or, or you have to kind of, like myself, I'm going through a very, have been going through a very painful healing process and having to learn about a lot of things that I I didn't have any awareness of before in life, like relationships and healthy dynamics and all of that, and communication and all of it, and being myself even. That it, say, in my case, like I know for my children, I don't. I've taught them who I used to be, and by my example they've learned that, you know, unhealthy things are acceptable, or or things like that that I never challenged for myself, and it took me to come to a point where I, in kind of getting out of, of my circumstances and even considering making any changes, it didn't come with the thought of myself at first, it came with my children deserve better, and they should not be seeing this, or they should not be experiencing that. But then nothing ever changed, and I got called out on by a shit ton of people that said, like, but wait, what can you do when you're in the situation, when you're the one that, that they are with and, and you are allowing them? So I think that's where – you know I know that's really a, a very specific example, but as far as a small-scale um, metaphorical example, that's where – being the change in a kind of existentialist sense of full responsibility. Like if you've ever seen the movie Identity, where he every single action he takes, he knows what he is taking and has that sense of, okay, but I have a responsibility to help here, or I have a responsibility to do this. Where existentialism kind of has that sense of, of you can't say this is the proper idea for humanity if you are not living that. You are the person that has to live that. There's no, you know, saying any words. It's just fucking symbols. We can throw out a shit ton of symbols, but it doesn't mean anything if you aren't willing to say this is possible and I can be this person.
0: There's a, there's this video that I love. It's with Ram, uh, Ram Das and Terrence McKenna. Sit down for this like, I don't know, a couple hour combo, and they record it. It's, it's epic. Two amazing people. Um,
1: you totally have to send me a link to that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's <laughs>
0: badass. It's like takes place in Prague back in like the early nineties or something. And mm-hmm. they, they sit down and talk and uh, Ramdas asks McKenna this question, it's like, Are you are you your message? are you the message or, or, or is the message the message? And and McKenna's like, No, my you know. I'm the message, but my, or what did he say? Something like to the extent of, I'm the messenger, but my message is my message. You know, you know, me, I, I'm a mess, you know, <laughs> and no, Ram Dass no. was like, no, no, you are the message. You aren't the messenger. You are the message. And and I, I agree with him. I completely Beautiful. agree with him and that we are the message that your light and your life is, is your message. You know what the irony is, Kat? You know you're you you're a brilliant person you 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 you're you're a wordsmith you're um, an amazing with with writing and it's it's your forte you. it's your thing you know there's few people I've ever met that are as good with words as you are and yet you know what the irony is nobody hardly anybody remembers the words but everyone remembers <laughs> that's how you, true. But everyone remembers how you made them feel
1: That's so true and I think that that's one thing that for me any of my own favorite writing, and this is where I think another thing that brought me right back to I need to start studying consciousness or for myself I choose to was the sense of any writing that I've, I've loved, whether it's from another person or, or my own writing. Anything I, I felt was worthy of, of kind of putting out there came from a sense of I am in this internal space. And one way I've kind of understood that was, uh, you know, I've spoken with a couple of friends who've dealt with, with similar circumstances in life or, or similar of their own kind of chemical makeup to be able to say that, that depression can be like a place, like a literal geographic location and put in a metaphysical sense. And if you don't get up and move from that location, you're gonna stay there. Right. But that sense of like if you if you're in a spot, like if I'm writing, it's about a feeling or a place that I'm at. Like I feel like it's almost a metaphysical place, like a different location. So can I describe the scenery for somebody to be able to say meet and here? this is where, like, that Rumi quote of, out beyond the ideas of of right-doing and wrong-doing, there is a field. I will will meet you there. Like, Mm. that sense of of a metaphysical location. And I think that that that's something huge. Like, I think I pretty much just forgot how to tie that into what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) The train of thought there derailed, and there was fucking no survivors, so please pick up where I left (laughs) off. (laughs)
0: Oh man. Something about writing. Sometimes you, well, we were talking about the idea that you know, you it, the, it's really the the energy that you feel, like the way the way the other yeah. person okay. makes you feel is what you remember. And it's not the specific words. I mean, honestly, Kat, like you and me, we've had a bunch of conversations in the past. I don't really remember specifically any of them. Like the words that was being said, and the, but I do remember overall. It's like when I come and see, hey, cat, what's up? What I do remember is just how I felt every time I was with with that person, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it's like all of my Kat Kelly experiences have come together, and it's really like the energy that I felt in those experiences that leads me to the present moment where I'm with you, where it's how I feel, you know, about yeah. you, and it's, it's but it was never well said. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of fascinating that that that's the case. And that's why maybe sometimes we shouldn't concentrate so much on our words, but we should concentrate on, on our intent and our energy and the, the the way we make them feel. Cause you know, intellectualism is great. It is, you know, you can really get into intellectualism and it's, it's fantastic, but sometimes it's, it's, far less important than just the, the, a loving energy that we, we put off. Like you'll, you'll get more people to be interested in you, um, by just that energy. You know, it's my mom used to always say, my mom used to always say it was a Dale Carnegie quote that you'll, you'll make more friends and you'll make more friends in two days by getting them, by being interested in them than you will in two weeks by getting them to be interested in you and there's a real that's that was something my mom always ingrained in in my head and that's a great quote yeah and it's really true too it's really true and and you, you'll be more far more effective in a sense like you'll 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 find more resonance with more of the others in a sense with by 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 keeping that in mind it seems like
1: it's also a way to kind of be able to fully meet a person instead of and that's something that's definitely changed for me in the past few years instead of saying oh what do you do for a living what kind of car do you drive what are you know <laughs> i never i hate that club. question now like <laughs> do i hate that too like i love the who said it like no you want to ask those questions of like what do you think deja vu is for and you know like <laughs> you want to get into
0: that Ooh, i like that that's i'm going to use but, that
1: right like i'm clint the, nice to meet you what whatever. do you think of
0: deja vu what is that what is right. the experience of deja vu
1: like if, if somebody comes up to me and they're like oh well well did you go to school did you i'm like ah, i don't even like you right now like I, I hate to be that. i don't mean to be judgmental but i'm like uh-huh. but, oh, uh but yeah,
0: when i what do you do for a living it's like oh, fuck really are I you going to explain this you
1: think that's what i am like i know
0: but,
1: and there's that sense of but i like the the quote that you just shared in that way of, of you know when you can being interested in another person like there's that sense of you know everybody's most beautiful when they're talking about something they're really passionate about. Like, And if you can find that in a person, that's where you find their essence. Like, That's where you really get the roadmap. To, uh,
0: like, yeah. Amen. I know you. Like, <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was trapped in a world for many, many, many years that this is the, the, the extent of the conversations would be, how's your job? Yep. Good. And then they would talk about their work and then, How's your job? And then I talk about my work, and we talk about mm-hmm. business opportunities, and then we go into, yeah, we bought a we bought a new couch for uh, our, our our dining room. Oh, really? Where'd you get it? Oh, we went to Ashley <laughs> Furniture and we picked it up for nine ninety nine, and we got a free coffee table with it too. And it's like, oh, really? You want to come see it? And They take you on a tour of their house, and oh yeah, check this 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 you know, hardwood floors we put in. It's so awesome. And that's what we would talk about. That's it. Just just mm-hmm. jobs in order to buy shit. And then we show each other the shit. And really, <laughs> and then you go home at night and you feel kind of like uh, empty inside. Like you just ate a bunch of cotton candy almost. Dude, I really
1: would like to take everything you just said in like the last thirty seconds and make a meme out of <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> like we just buy the shit, and we show each other the shit. And yeah, you just feel empty inside. That's, that's every day. Yeah. Oh god, man, those conversations
0: are there's there are plenty out there, and that's what it's, mm-hmm. I used to live in that world, and it, it it kills me now to even go into it. You know, it's like I only really can we just talk about like fascinating stuff, interesting stuff because. This, yeah. all this stuff is not who I am. It doesn't define me. You know, I honestly look at people's careers for the most part. It's just something they have to do. And then you meet, sometimes you do really meet people where their careers are a part of them, which is great, yeah. by the way. I want my, I want my career to be a part of me, you know, yeah, that's all all I've of been writing do. more and
1: stuff. So I'm like, I totally want to do that. Like, please just let me spend the rest of my life doing this.
0: I know, right? That hell, I'll talk mm. about my job all day long. Tell me all about it. But it won't be how much money did you make on your last book deal? It's like, who cares? Like, uh-huh. do you have enough to live? Awesome. All right, let's get on to the next topic. Right. I mean, it's 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 really that. It's it's about it's about experience, right? I mean, tell me about experience. Tell me about your thoughts and your experiences like I do want to know about your trip to Hawaii. Tell me about it. What it was, mm-hmm. what was it, what was it like, you know, was it, was, was it, was it beautiful where you were at? Did, was, was it raining that day? Was it, what did the rain feel like? What did the, what did the sand feel like? What did the, you know, that, that is fascinating experience to me. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that, man. That's where it's at. That's actually where I believe you will find such more, such depth and richness and to the experiences that you have with other people. Is when mm-hmm. when you really start concentrating on that. Not don't focus on the shit that's not even really them. It's people are interesting, man. People are fascinating, actually. Yeah. The real parts of them, though.
1: Yes. And yeah, it's it's being able to be present for it instead of it just being okay. I have to mentally judge everything all the time, and this is this is the way this is, and what? I, no, you're right. Like, how did how did it feel? There's that Bob Marley quote of some people feel the rain, others just get wet. Like <laughs> 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 Like are you just getting wet on your way to work and bitching about needing an umbrella? Or are you gonna go run around in that shit and jump in some puddles? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Exactly.
1: Uh, sounds like a big big kid thing to say for sure, but that's it's true. Like you look at like the what even in the movie Knocked Up when, when they're talking about kids running around with bubbles, like I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like I know what they're doing. Like yeah, their bubbles they're fascinating. Like go run around after them, and that's where even people like Jason Silva. Thank God for him coming out like his videos and stuff on like the shots of all stuff. Like thank you for that stuff and anybody that's standing up and and doing that and being mm-hmm. that kind of oh like let's have some kind of life. Let's have passion for life was feel it instead of just getting wet
0: right? amen i know and a- amen to your your comment about jason silva i mean he i know he's been special for both you and i because we're such big yep. fans and he's one of those guys that's like been a big big part of my journey you know one of mm-hmm. those one of those big voices that's that's out there that that you know who's who's sharing themselves who's really made a deep impact on both of us and jason yep. silverman what amazing guy I, I love the work that he does and the, and it's beyond the the words that he says again it's that passion he's got you know i mean yes. it's just
1: it's the underlying essence of of everything that where he's coming from like uh,
0: that's yeah. why people watch him it's not because because yeah. what if he was like you know Love is fascinating because love is, there's a sadness to love and you know, you're just some boring energy and you say, even if you said the same exact words that, that, that Jason says, um, it's so different because of the passion that he has. I mean, he's just, he mm-hmm. And even
1: when he's talking about something painful, like his existential dilemma of dude, mm-hmm. videos on stuff too, like you feel the pain. <laughs> there's a, a real essence there of, yeah. Oh yeah. It isn't that detached sense of you know of yeah, like the the reading a book out loud, like, oh and then Romeo and Julia and then a bunch of people died and and like (laughs) No. No, it's fucking oh That's,
0: that's fascinating. Yeah, have you have you ever seen his video? I think it's his most popular one. It's called The Existential Bummer.
1: Yes. That's yeah. the one I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> you know that you were right there with me. Thank yeah,
0: you. that one's so badass. I mean, mm-hmm. basi- basically, f- for those who haven't seen it, it's basically saying how we, we're so infinite in our scope and yet at the same time we fucking die. You know? 70 years, our mm-hmm. body just goes to shit. And we're, you know, 80 years, 90 years, whatever. We go to shit and die. And yet our minds are capable of spanning the history of time and, you know, going into... The, you know, the the infinite future, but our bodies don't keep up, and it's kind of the existential bummer.
1: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And even I liked when he said something about, I don't know if it was that one or a different one, but he said something about getting sad when he looked at, like, like Instagram photos and stuff, and you see this, even when you're in the presence of somebody and everything's so amazing, and, yeah, you, you end up having that sense of, like, of loss before loss and being able to... I think it's it's very courageous to be able to even say something like that, or, or talk about it, or even try to experience that, and and hold the space in which it's possible to be able to say this is fucking amazing, but
0: it's gonna end. That. It's gonna <laughs> yeah, end. Like,
1: <laughs> like but and then it also makes everything just that much more like oh thank God and you don't you don't put those. I don't know, you don't put those, like, restrictions and stuff on anything anymore. It's not like, oh, I have to, you know, this person has to be this way and continue to be this way for me to be happier. This this situation has to be the way it is. Oh, if something changes, it's going to change. And I'm grateful for the fact that I had that experience or that,
2: mm-hmm. that that
1: Instagram photo exists or that that moment was had and being able to say that, you know what, no matter what happens here, I'm grateful for that moment as it was. And, yes, yeah, that you know, we have a limited time here, so even just being able to... See that and kind of have that side of it like it really almost feels like what i would imagine people are talking about when they say that you that like uh, enlightenment isn't isn't just light it's bringing a sense of awareness to the darkness as well and being able to to have that space and that full sense of of light and dark
0: yeah, I've and I've said this in other podcasts so I don't mean to create a drinking game for this but the I do believe <laughs> I do believe that it's it's the it's that darkness that brings the richness to the light, you know, the tapestry of life that even the, the dark mm-hmm. threads are are really what bring accent and you know sh- the 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 deep textures if you will to the tapestry of life to even those beautiful bright threads. And, you know, I, it's funny because I'm, you know, I'm in a relationship now and I'm experiencing this insane, you know, in love feeling and this insane, you know, euphoria in these mm-hmm. moments, right? And and there is that – it's funny because I really am experiencing the other side of it too. It's like, oh my God, this is going to end one day. Someday I'm going to be without her, you know? And it's like mm-hmm. – <laughs> you you try not to think about it, but to be honest with you, the fact that we do know that that's true, and you can try to forget it, but there's always this little part of you that knows. That's yeah. why there is a sadness to, to especially and especially the love you feel between a, your partner, you know, mm-hmm. like a real, true, deep soul partner. And there is that aspect, and and I think though it makes it richer. I think it makes it richer. It makes the action, the the good times good. And it makes the the rough times can be rough, you know, but it's Well,
1: there's also a positive side to that, where I think that kind of fosters that, that sense of independence in, in a relationship and being able to say, I want you to be able to, to get along without me. And I want to be able to get along without you, even if you're in a situation where it is that kind of love and being able to say, no, as an individual, like I support everything, what's going to help you grow? What's going to help? You know, like, I don't know if I'm getting it right, but I had a set of grandparents that no, no. my my grandpa died, and then within a year, my grandma died. Yeah.
2: And it crazy.
1: was, right, and it, they had that kind of, that romance of, it's, you know, us against the world, and, you know, he did things for her, and she did things for him, and, and that just, when the other person went, it just kind of crumbled, and I... I think maybe in my my backlash against that sense of like kind of codependency of, of growing up, like I definitely it's it's a rule of of humanity that you know when we when we go against something or want to change something, we almost go too far to the other side. But but damn, there's that sense of like I want to make sure you know as much as say, you know in in a case of of children or, or best friends or lovers, like. Yeah, you, you totally want that other person to be like, Yes, yeah, I want I want you to be happy. I, I want to experience this with you. But then again, especially, you know, with my kids, I want to know that when they go out on their own that they aren't going to to struggle like I have in trying to have my individuality. Or or even friends and stuff. Like I don't know, there's there's that sense of I think there can be a healthy balance that's fostered by that sense of of loss before loss and being able to accept that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny getting into a relationship. Sometimes you can feel like your friends feeling a loss; they're losing you, and there's mm-hmm. a sadness to it. There's a sadness to even a beautiful thing, like "Oh, I'm so happy for you." But there's also a part that's like, "Fuck, I'm 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 gonna be losing you in a way. Mm-hmm. Things are gonna be changing." And it doesn't mean you're losing me forever, but there is like a you're losing what this what there's a you're losing the relationship that you've always known. It will be different, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's al- there is always like that sadness, too. It's 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 uh, <laughs> we're such weird creatures, man.
1: <laughs> weird,
0: weird Spot creatures. On, dude. I know it's um, crazy.
1: Crazy. To, to go back to, like, overall philosophy kind of ideas on that one, I think that's where one other idea that I kind of got from different places. I, I read, the, like, a Dalai Lama book, and I've definitely read what Gregory Gibson is reading now, like the, the Tao books of Tao of Pooh and Tay of Piglet and that kind of stuff.
2: Uh-huh. But
1: I love, like, there's some Eastern philosophy ideas that have, have made a, a huge difference in my own kind of, I don't know, preferred understanding of things, I guess. Um, but the idea of, like, I think that's one thing that that contributes to almost that that Western dis-ease of the mind, um, is we think of things as very, very independent, and we have that sense of, like, okay, how things are now, or this structure, or this relationship, and and this is what it is, and that shouldn't change. Or, you know, even with identifying with our names, I love, you know, the Eckhart Tolle way of saying, like, it's like a shopping cart, like... (laughs) okay, this is my name, and I'm going to throw a ton of experiences and people and everything in this, but really when I go, I can't take any of that, and I can't even take the shopping cart. Like, really? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, so so don't necessarily identify with that. But the sense of being able to see things as, instead of being independent, um, there's the idea of, like, Buddhist dependent arising. And the way that that it was explained in in one Dalai Lama book that meant a lot to me was to say that, unfortunately, I think with how we kind of see things... um, right now is more of a sense of okay i see a tree and that tree is it's a thing and a a very kind of solid you know matter kind of way but instead of that that tree isn't like if that tree was as a as a solid thing it would never grow it would never change it would never be affected by things it wouldn't be able to you know shed its leaves it wouldn't be affected by the seasons, there would be no wind blowing the branches, that everything is dependent on everything else. And there's almost, you can almost like consider that there's a fluidity and that change is a part of that fluidity. I think that makes it a little bit easier. And I think I've really, it's one idea that's been huge to me is it's definitely Buddhist dependent arising. And instead of saying that I am a separate entity from everything and I am in a very, you know, matter of fact sense, well, I am in an open sense, in a sense that everything does kind of affect me and influence me, and the relationships and situations in my life are most certainly going to change, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. And I think once that kind of opens up to that, then you can really have more of that healthy sense of relationships and saying, okay, well, yeah, this may kind of be painful at the moment, but let's be open to it. It's you know, not even the painful part of it, you know, even even our sadnesses, our traumas, our you know, the times we fall flat on our faces and fuck everything up, like, that's not going to stay the same either. So,
0: you it's, know, it's, you funny how, of,
1: yeah.
0: it's funny how but, most people, one of their biggest complaints about like their partners would be, you're not the man I married, you know, or you're not the woman that I chose. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, you know, in a way that's, that's obvious, right? There's always yeah. like this inclination to keep things exactly how they are. Yep. You know, it's a
1: control thing. It's a total and we control. We definitely thing. live in a society where control is, is prioritized instead of, it's, it's the same kind of fed up paradox of, you know, we, we hide to make love, but we practice violence in broad daylight. And what do we see on the news? What are we told is important. <laughs> well said. Like, dude, it's one of my favorite things. Like, how screwed up is that? Like, in the whole control thing, like, oh, we need. You know, somebody that that president is. Let's put all of our effort into. You know, this is the preliminaries. This is this is what's going on. Say, who is caring about other people? <laughs> who is you know like? There's no yep. to me. It just there came a point where I was like, wow. Like I was feeding into that too. Like, is that okay? Is that healthy? Like, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, it's true. Or at least it
1: didn't feel healthy.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm glad I don't follow politics anymore. Hard. I mean, I do a little bit, but not that much. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. Crazy Cat Kelly, Crazy Cat Kelly. So
1: I know, dude. Kat, been, thank you for, you're, you're for the, the conversation. I know. It's been a long time.
0: You're the you're the first lady lord of all time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. You, you really are. You were the first fem- awesome. female to join the the male chauvinistic original lords of <laughs> consciousness.
1: <laughs> I remember we had at one point. I think it was like on my page. I remember this. I wish I could go back and find it. We had some thread that I don't even like. You said you know you don't remember the details, but it was. I think it was. It ended up being me, Jane Freeman, Richie Jones, and we had like ninety three comments, and all oh, three yeah. of us were like just back and forth, like oh my god, and this and this and. And I remember at the end of it, like one of us said something about like the Nobel Prize, and we just figured out the universe and whatever. And then like Wolf Erwin comes in, and I'm like wow, like I missed this, and, and just that sense of, of yeah, like at that point where we all started having those those conversations. And I am so infinitely grateful for meeting everybody, for being a part of all of it, for how you guys have influenced my life. And I really hope, you know, that I can do my best to pass that on to the rest of humanity. And and try to be that change for the people that I meet too, and, and way far beyond just lords. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's happening. You know, it's happening right now as we speak. Yeah. And um, it's really something to watch. You know, I think we—it's you know Gandhi's famous quote of "be the change," and I think yes. we're witnessing <laughs> people being the change. On, a, on an individual level and then also on the collective level, as you've alluded to several times tonight, you know? Yep. I mean, and that's who we are. That's who we really are. So so often we get stuck in these identities of who, you know, Clint Culverson and Cat Kelly and, you know, Joe mm-hmm. Blow and, and... I have yet, to judge r-
1: myself and put a symbol to this and explain it to you. And, yeah. I know.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. And yet... It's who we really are is we're, we're, we're pack animals where we want to be, we want to be one. We want to be in a, within the collective. Every, mm-hmm. I, th- I think every human has that desire. I mean, there's some loners out there, but I think a lot of loners is, it's, you know, I, I, what do you think about a loner real quick before we we close? Is it always, is, are there really self-empowered loners? Um, or is there always you know, an at least aspect in, of pain? In my
1: experience, a lot of the times I feel like, or at least for me, it was I didn't feel like I fit anywhere else. So when I did feel like I fit, that's where I would start to flourish and, and thrive. Um, and that's definitely obvious in, in my experience. But I also think that there's there's also that part of me that will never change as far as being being an introvert and being inclined to, to remove myself from things every once in a while in a way that to me that's I wouldn't be who I am without that and I wouldn't have I'm not saying I wouldn't have anything to offer but I don't I kinda wanna say it that way. Like you know, like if I weren't able to kind of cultivate my own sense of things and be able to to kind of put some type of words to what this internal reality is to to what my inner universe is and being able to see that each one of us has that vast diverse experience in us. Like I think there is something to be said for you know for the amount of people that have gone to go you know get a cabin in the woods and, and write or read or, or whatever that in some way whether or not it's on the surface of things but in some way there is a, a complete contribution that wouldn't be there without loners.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're so, so you're so you're so right. I totally agree.
1: So yeah, but it's. It, it, and yeah, I don't know if, unfortunately, I think that, you know, we, a lot of times we just kind of look at the surface. And of course, one of my, before we end to one of my favorite, favorite quotes for anybody is, uh, Anais and that the, I must be a mermaid because I have no fear of depths and a great fear of shallow living. Like, far too often we just look, <laughs> we just look on the surface. And that's that sense of like, like if you're looking on the surface of a calm pond and you see the reflection of the moon, that's not actually the moon we're just looking at the surface of a re, of something reflective. And there's actually a consciousness um, idea called Maya that's that same kind of um, falsity, that same kind of reflection back of, of kind of what we confuse as reality instead of being able to, to feel it from the depth and being able to experience realistically the, the overall vast nature of what it is instead of just looking at the surface. And that's where I do think that in... There is something to be said for, for bringing up these kind of almost metaphysical topics that maybe might not even ever, you know, science is getting there, but maybe it isn't even, you know, a, a science search. It's kind of that, that bridging of science and spirituality and being able to say that, you know, no matter what our measurements of of the surface, it's still just surface stuff. Like, you can't, you can't just stay on the surface because you're missing so much. And I think that's where it's, it's yeah, that even, you know, any kind of loner is called, co- like, They're giving something to the collective consciousness, whether or not it's seen on the surface.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've often thought of the idea of like a a monk in a cave, Mm -hmm. you know, and you say, well, what good is that guy doing? And, you know, he has all this knowledge and yet all he does is go sit in a cave. And I get that criticism, by the way. But then there's like, you Mm -hmm. know, we don't know. We don't always know everyone's callings, you know. Some people have different callings, and I, I mean, me personally, I believe that those monks hold the space for the collective. I mean, I think that's yeah. kind of one of their missions, is you know.
1: I like you bringing that up because that's definitely been something I've, I've seen lately on, online. I think that, and there's also that sense of making other things possible, and, and this is actually a point that you brought up earlier and kind of being able to to look at, at history and being able to say, okay, yeah, we had that was like the fifty thousand year experiment, like. <laughs> And But coming to a point where if it weren't for the monks that were secluding themselves and maybe didn't make a contribution that everybody could see or hear or experience, if it weren't for that idea, would we come up with the idea of, well, how can we actually bring this to a collective? Do you know what I mean? Like, if it weren't for that one isolated event, would that have seeped into collective reality?
0: Yeah, that's a fascinating point. That's a fascinating point.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: You always coming up with that deep dude. shit. <laughs> you
1: gotta ask the right questions. It's not even about ever finding an answer. It's like watching the show Lost. Like you can fucking one answer and there's fifty goddamn more questions. Like <laughs> there's,
2: oh, there's yeah. just
1: never ending, dude. And I think it is. It's about asking the questions and even, yeah, holding the space for these conversations. So I thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, you know. It's fun. I'm I'm love I've been loving doing this podcast. It's funny. You
1: mm-hmm. know, my what well, my great. you know
0: my motivation for it is <clears throat> is just to talk to the most interesting people in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I just all I want to do like when I really think of what my life's passion is, my life's passion is really to just like what do I love doing more than anything? It's just talking to really amazing people and talking sure. having really oh, awesome conversations, connecting with with the brightest lights, the the the, the brightest minds, the, the most fascinating people, the people that are up to the most really amazing stuff, and um, you know, I'm excited for the stuff that you're up to, Cat. You know, I know you you're you have some projects you you're, you're got in the works, and oh yeah, you know that you're gonna get some of this some of this mind of yours out, out to the peeps. And I'm I'm happy that you're doing it because you, you have a brilliant mind, my friend,
1: Thank a you. brilliant and I think mind indeed. It, what what you're saying about kind of bringing that out and kind of showcasing to the world, you know, Hey, these are the people I've met and this is the awesomeness I've seen in this person. This is what they've had to, to offer to me. Being able to do that is almost a sense of of freedom and empowerment and everybody to be able to say that, no, every single human being has that Phil Nye quote of everybody you meet knows something you don't. Like every single person out there, everybody I meet in my daily life, whether it's somebody at a bus stop, I'm like, what do you have to teach me? Why am I meeting you right now? You know, it's like there's something in everybody. So to be able to, to even have these conversations. And that was something that for me, you know, I didn't share my writing until maybe like, Two, two and a half years ago, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. It was really physically painful. I was like, oh, it feels terrible. Like, oh, what are people going to think? Am I just crazy? Or, or, you know, is there anything worth this? But the response that I've had has also, it's been, it's that idea of a true act of giving is indistinguishable from the act of receiving. That the people that have supported me have also a lot of people that I'm friends with have also started sharing their own writing. I'm like, wow, like you're, Mm -hmm. why weren't you sharing this? And it's, Uh, you know, other than just that that writer metaphor, like that's what we're all doing for each other. And I think it's so important. So, you know, really the world's gotta be grateful for you, Clint, for starting the room and everybody that was initially a part of it.
0: Well, thanks. Good things. Thanks. I, you know, yeah, we are all, we're all up to some good stuff and, Thank you for that. I appreciate that, and I I uh, I think you just said something that's just so brilliant. And I have to say that <laughs> I concur with the idea that if if what your light brings to someone else is them bringing out their own light, then damn dude, that's mission accomplished. That's like the most rewarding thing you can really even imagine. Yeah. More so than any oh, yeah. sort of monetary monetary gain or or some sort of recognition or some sort of you know whatever mm-hmm. um, that that's like the most purest most beautiful reward that you can ever have is that you know is, is yeah. just the the you you're shining your light on someone else that's helping them shine their light I mean that's it that's it it's fucking mm-hmm. amazing <laughs>
1: Please quote yourself on that one time and time again. <laughs> was yeah,
0: great. Yeah, it's beautiful. cat, <laughs> yeah. I got nothing but love for you, my friend, and I'm so glad Clint. you came on, and we're going to have you on again for sure, Van, because I, I, I... Nothing but know. love
1: for you too, for sure. Like And, and everybody <laughs> in the Lords and everybody out there, I don't care where you are, who you are, fucking I love you. You're awesome.
0: Yes, and the uh, <laughs> Gathering of the Lords yeah. is coming up. We're meeting in the woods June 19th oh, yeah. through the 21st. Kat Kelly's going to be there. If you don't know Kat Kelly, find her on Facebook. Friend request her. <laughs> she has some amazing shit that she posts. Um, uh, thank you. And she's a brilliant mind. She's got some projects coming up, some some amazing stuff. Oh, some and so, very
1: exciting ones. And yeah. We'll say the one is called Eventual Awareness, and that one's going to be uh, pretty big. We'll definitely have to uh, talk some more collaboration, and for sure, I can't wait for the conversations that are about to happen at this gathering.
0: Absolutely, Kat. You have a wonderful night. Lord, you too, Clint. my fellow lords. I hope they're all doing well, and hope you enjoyed. We Stay shall here,
1: everybody. We shall be talk, awesome.
0: Talk soon. <laughs> Peace out.
1: All right. Bye.